When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm for more content from our friends. Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your favorite, favorite aunts. aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite aunts, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Aunts. <laughs> I wish it wasn't so abrupt at the end. It's just like, it's done. I was dancing. Hello, <coughs> welcome to Friday. Welcome to Your Favorite Ants, a podcast where no, no. we are your favorite ants on the internet. I am going to ask who you are first because you're better at that. Uh, I am um, reporter for Podcast Wood a Day, Josie Duffy Rice. Oh, and I am, oh, I wish we, I knew we were doing reporters, and I am completely at a loss of words. I'm actually Sarah Heath. Who is my favorite? I was trying to think of my favorite 48 hours. Our, or someone on NPR, Ari Shapiro. Ari Shapiro, I missed all of it. Guys. It's okay, let's think of, I wanted know, to do a good um, one. I'm Dan Harris. Lakshmi Singh. Dan Harris. What about Lakshmi Singh? Lakshmi Singh. I could be all of these people. It's so good to see you. What about Car- Terry Gross? Oh. Fresh Air. Terry Gross from Fresh Air. I love it. Krista Tippett. Yes. I had so many options. Krista Tippett. And here. Yes, anyways. Um, anyways, welcome to your favorite dance. Let us know who you are in the chat if you're watching this live on on Friday, if you're watching this late, if you're listening to this later, let us know in the chat. Yes. Uh, who you introduce yourself as. Please. Anyways, um, just a couple of things before we hop in today. We're going to talk about Hillsong uh, Exposed, which a mega church exposed, which is the new documentary series coming up. Or it's already out on uh, Dis- Discovery Plus. So everybody, let's go get our free week trial, trauma binge this thing, and cancel our, our things because what what I'm not watching anything on Discovery. Oh, they have a lot of really good like biz, like uh, building and like Discovery has really good like building shows right now. Discovery Plus. I'm sure, <laughs> um, but you know the only thing, the only thing I want to watch is Ancient Aliens, and that's my on mom. Netflix if we're now. honest, if my mom leaves my dad for anyone, it's for the guy with the crazy hair on Ancient Aliens. Mm-hmm. What is his name? Why am I so bad at names oh. today? Okay, but first of all, before we like really get into it, because there's so much to get into. Um, how the hell are you? Mm. And that goes for people listening as well. How the hell are you? I would say I give myself. I'm in a mostly good mood. Um, went and saw the guys' band play last night. Ooh, the um, at a local bar. The fellas. Yeah, the the fella. Um, uh, do you want to guess the name of his band? Oh, I actually know. You told me, but I can't remember. 
It's cougar sweat. Yes. Which I said is like at my age, that's like an average night out is cougar sweat. That yeah, that's Tuesday. Tuesday. That's Thursday nights. Um, but uh they were actually really fun. It was exactly what I expected it to be. And let me tell you what, yeah, guys in bands are hot. Isn't it like, true? Like and also just like it's like he's like he's already like I think he's so fine. But so like the fact that he's like I play in a band called Cougar Sweat and like all of them look like they were gas station attendants. <laughs> like they could change my oil and also mm-hmm, and also change check my oil. oil. Ooh, put that dipstick in me, Stop honey. It. Mm. Mm-hmm. Never. Never. So that was good. Uh but you said you were a little tired earlier. Yeah, I think I've just been tired. This week has been energetically a lot. Mm. Um, But overall, like, I'm feeling pretty happy. I feel pretty relaxed. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my Friday night because, you know, it's Friday night. What does one do with a Friday night these days? I don't know. Now that the world is open. I guess you're in Georgia, so the world has always been open. But Yeah, Atlanta never closed. It was closed for me. Right. Um, but I would say like, I've been, ve- I'm very comfortable going out places now and whatnot and, uh, masking where appropriate. And, um, when it's asked of me, uh, most of the places I'm going, like require a vaccination card yeah. though, still some, some like rock and roll. Yeah. I love that. Cause that's the wisdom. Um, what else? Uh, I don't think I've any, got anything else going on. Almost done with my book proposal. That's Woo-hoo. what I spent the majority of the day doing. And um, I'm a little hungry, but overall I'm good. Great. How are you doing? What's your week been like? You know, it has been kind of a, a, a weird week in that like my really good friend's uh, mom passed away and I'd been visiting her a lot uh, in the hospital. Oh, damn. It was a little bit of a shock when it happened uh, just because – even though she, her health hasn't always is. Yeah, her health hadn't been great. It was just we didn't expect it to be terminal, so that that's been hard. Uh, I'm going to be doing the eulogy because the family doesn't feel comfortable doing it, so they're writing it. I mean, of course. Yeah. Like, uh, I think I think anyone who tries, like people who are family who can deliver liturgy, uh, it that's incredible to me. Right. So yeah, because you can bet your ass, like I'm not giving any of my my family's eulogies, even if they request it. Yeah, I so I'm excited about being able to be in that space for them, but it's also going to be really hard for me because I dearly love this woman. Uh, In fact, she was the one who watched Tenor a lot Mm. when I was out of town. So just in a wonderful, wonderful woman. and I gave her this, so I have this thing, and uh, this might be trauma activating for some of you, but whenever I visit someone in a hospital, I have these. wood crosses that I got from Israel. I get from Israel and there's these mm. prayer crosses that you just hold. That's it. It's like a tangible way of making prayer like physical. And so it, mm. uh, often I take them to hospitals for people to hold because, you know, just having something to hold. Uh, and why do you think I carry my mala and wear it every single exactly. day? Exactly. So, um, my grandmother had my great aunt actually had one and I can actually see her thumbprints in it. So it means a lot to me. So I've given, Anyway, so I gave her one of those, this woman who I was visiting, and uh, she held it all the way up to her death. So that meant a lot to me. Um, But also just getting ready to travel next week. Um, And I'm excited about it, going to see the final four because I'm a straight, so I like basketball. 
And also how very exciting to be able to go see such momentous, exciting yes. events. And so far, my team is still in. So I'm a Duke fan. Uh, last night, they won to make it into the Elite Eight. That was a lot of fun. <sighs> had friends over. So the potential of me seeing my favorite team with the, my favorite coach the last year he's retiring, um, it's exciting. So the other part that is uh, really getting me um, amped is that I'm going to see my family. I haven't been home in a long time. Mm. So. That's all that. Okay. You know what's funny is like I, I haven't been home in a long time, but you do see your family like so often. Yeah. Like so like when you say I haven't months. been home in a long time, I'm just like – I'm like you see them like every six months. And like some people like I have not seen my family since Christmas. I don't plan on seeing them till Christmas. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, unless I go to Colorado because I am – I'm – a little bit closer every day to this fucking retreat coming together. Do, 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 do. That'll be fun. Um, someone wrote Boo Duke, but that's okay. Um, Boom. I get it. Uh, and then we've got someone starting a new job. Congratulations, Peg. Congratulations. Proud that's of exciting. You. Um, yeah, so that's how I'm doing. It's kind of a mixed bag. The other thing is uh, my – so I was supposed to hang out with my two of my best girlfriends tomorrow – but their little one is in the emergency room with some unknown thing. So we are waiting for some testing. So I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit nervous about that. So my auntie, he calls me Auntie Sarah. So I've got some like anti-nervousness that uh, something's going on because he's got a really high fever. It's not COVID. It's spots on his face. Um, they've tested him. Mm. So we're just sort of waiting. So that's how I am doing. Had a great morning though. Have I told you about this thing that I do with my, the former a pastor I worked with two churches ago, one of my favorite people in the whole world. He gets it. You would love him. So I started my morning by interviewing for my other podcast, Rev Covery, uh, Phil, who is also, it's a mutual. Phil Drysdale, so the Deconstruction Network. Yes. And I uh, can't wait. We're going to be on his show. I don't think that's like a spoiler alert. So that'll be fun. The two of us. Uh, he wants to have us on his show anyway. Um, is there such a thing as spoiler alerts for podcasts? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. So that was super fun interviewing him. And then my friend that I was telling you about that I was a pastor with, he and I have this weird tradition where I don't have a truck, but I have a ton of recycling. And here in our town, you like glass recycling, you have to take to the recycling place. So I always get bins mm -hmm. and bins and bins of recycling until I get as much as I can. And then as soon as we get it full, I call him. He helps me pick up my recycling. We do it on both of our his day off, my day off. And we turn the recycling in and then we drink on whatever money we make from the recycling. <laughs> so we go to this pub and it is so fun. And it's really just an excuse for us to sit together and talk. But I'll text him with a picture of my full recycling bins. And he goes, I know what this means. And his wife texted us in the middle of it. was like, how are you two doing? Because <laughs> we were sitting out on the patio this morning having you know, a, a morning wine, not really morning, 1130, but still it was so fun. Listen, I, that who give, like, I love a morning wine. I mean, it was so fun. Uh, so I feel, listen, you want, you want a really nutritious breakfast, a little bit of white wine and two boiled eggs, baby. Mm -hmm. You know what you get? You get grapes, antioxidants, that's fruits. Yeah. So that was the funny part of it all was just like, and I said, well, I'm about to do a podcast. So I, this is perfect. So had some wine, had some pub food. So I'm feeling good being here, but it's been like an up and down week, which I think is the same mm. with everyone. Um, someone asked where I got my hat. If you were listening to this, this doesn't mean anything to you. This hat is from World Marketplace. Ta-da! That's it. Neat. 
Um, I just did a TikTok about the world market, but a different kind of world market. Oh, yeah. It was an ex-missionary story. <gasps> You've been doing really cute TikToks lately. I'm super into it. Um, here's the – I am, like, only, like, 100 people away from 10,000. Already? Yeah. It's great. Well, I mean, I don't say crazy. It's pretty wild because it's, like, I've not been giving uh, – it's just very, very minimal effort. Yeah, I love it. It's very fun. Oh, I can just – be goofy in this place and like put it on the Instagram, you know, get those reels, bonuses and shit. Oh, I need um, to figure all that out, but I, I don't need to do anything. I would like to figure that out. You will. You can. Um, it's very simple. All right. Should we hop in? Because we've got so much today. Yes. We're not going to harp on anything for too, too long. <laughs> Because we've got a lot of, like, listen, listen, things went down this week. This week. And we also have. Listen. We know. Listen. Linda. Look. Pay attention. Uh, we also have um, videos. We figured out how to share those. Uh, can we do a, a quick pl plug or what should we do later about how you can become part of the show with us? Oh, yeah. Really, really simple. If you ever want to uh, send in a question, a topic um text us send us an audio message you can do so by going to the following link it's bit.ly slash your favorite aunt's hotline and um and you go there ly for those of you who are listening yeah bit.ly so bitly it's one of them bitly links um because i haven't bought the your favorite aunt's hotline uh what's it called website domain Domain. Uh, domain. Domain. I haven't bought the domain yet. Um, I don't know if I will because yeah. this seems to be working out pretty well. Um, you can send in videos. You can send in audio. You can send in text. Um, and then, you know, that's how you can participate on the show. We would love to have you here. Um, so let's get yeah, we really begin this. So like your actual aunts who's ha who've had a little bit of wine, they've chatted with your friends uh, or yeah. whatever beverage of your choice or flavor. Uh, Currently, um, I just got to say, look at how cute this is. Is that a Jolly, Jolly Ranchair? <gasps> Stop it. No, it's Jolly Ranchair by Red Hair. And what is it? It's a... A watermelon wheat beer. It's so yummy and tasty, and I love it so I'm drinking Nude Hard Seltzer, uh, which is a Canadian seltzer, but it is uh, specifically a hard seltzer that supports the ASPCA and other local animal shelters. And it has zero carbs, zero – or not zero calories, but zero carbs, zero sugar, only 100 calories. And it saves dogs' okay. lives. Whatever. All right. Game. Let's get into it. I know, really. Actually, the first time I ordered this, my friend asked me when I started doing CrossFit. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're uh, drinking uh, vodka soda. When did you start doing CrossFit? Um, that's the thing. Or when did you start, start hanging out with only gay men? Yeah. Right. Which well, is just I mean, my entire life. <laughs> so, friends. Anyways. Pop culture, headline news. Let's get into it. Um, an easy, low-hanging fruit. How many people have been listening to the Twin Flame podcast? If you don't know what that is, do you know what this not is? Not I, the cat. Oh, not a bit. You would enjoy it. So it is a podcast about people who believe in something called the Twin Flame, that there is one person out there and that you are a Tim Twin yeah. Flame and that no matter what, you are to get that Twin Flame. And it literally leads people to like stalking and it's crazy. And these two are coaches and they, they 
this couple claim that they're each other's twin flame and that if you want to learn how to find your twin flame, that you should follow their YouTube, that you should give so much money for them to coach you. And since you and I are both coaches, we know that it can go sideways real fast. So this is, I just had to say it, if you have an odd opportunity, is incredible like uh, journalism. And it's also just fascinating how people get like stuck in a, a like a cycle and they don't know how to get out. So whether or not they meant to, they ended up in a cult called Twin Flame Universe. So check it out, friends. I think it's worth it. Yo. Yo. Unless that's super activating and weird for you. That's in which true. Case, don't check yeah, it out. Yeah, don't check it out. Um, Only if you yeah, want to be sounds... like a weird voyeur into the weird lives of cults. I mean, I mean, for those of us who like were like evangelical and cult adjacent. Yes. Um, it's very fascinating in some ways. It's it also feels a little validating in some right. in some other ways, but also, um, but I think it's also just like especially right now. Like, I was thinking about this in regards to both like the documentary we're going to talk about today and like pray away. It's like we it is so in some ways powerful to see justice or accountability coming in some way mm -hmm. and at the same time ooh, it's activating it is so you have to be in the right so, headspace so, for it sometimes it's nice to like watch it during watch it during the day yeah watch it during watch it in small bites uh, watch it with a friend, um, make fun of it while you're watching it so that you can keep it a little lighthearted. Shane brought up a really good point, And perhaps this is why it was so interesting to me. He says, reminds me of God told me this is the one to be honest. So that is the language that oh, they yeah. use. And the scary thing is they do not pay attention to the boundaries of the other person. So the other person may say, you're not the person for me. And you say, you're just avoiding your twin flame. What is it about me? So they encourage people to almost become stalkers. What's why? Like, this is also the same kind of shit they do in, like, evangelicalism. Exactly. Like, just like Shane said. And we, uh, the feeling, like, world race story, um, what would happen would be the, uh, like, at training camp, you know, like, or it's like, first of all, there's no dating on the world race. Oh. And so the entire, so entire time, of course, like don't date. And everybody's just thinking, who's my husband? Who's my wife? I'm out. I'm okay. here. Yeah. Oh, usually people are like accidentally <laughs> sleeping with each other in alleys when that's the situation. Oh, and listen, they can do that and not get sent home, but I can have a mental health crisis and I have to buy a ticket home. But that's uh. another story for another time. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, the 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 phenomenon of people saying, "Oh, I heard from God. Oh. He like God confirmed to me that you were to you're my wife, you're my husband." It's like God did that, huh? Also, God. Also, M brings up a really good point. The number of relationships, and I've had this happen to me once. God told me to break up with you. So not only are you upset with mm -hmm, the person mm -hmm. that you are like losing the relationship with now the divine is rejecting you so it's like layer upon layer upon layer so imagine you think this person I, is your twin flame they marry someone else so like now who god has that means there is no one for you out there mm -hmm. and it's also the same thing like i've seen among like uh like queer people who get into these relationships but then double down because it's like I'm, i feel convicted that the holy spirit is telling me to, god's telling me to break up with you because this is a sin or and like i don't want to do that but god's telling me to do this i'm like or you're not ready listen if you don't yeah that's another thing like if you that's another yeah 
or you're just not ready to be in a relationship right now. And that's totally fine. But you just need to call it like that. Like, I think it's the tabling it's, of your wants and needs. And um, I think that the attraction to this twin flame thing is that the thing that I think that I want might actually be a need and might actually be the divine purpose. And so if I can feel like the guy that broke up with me, it's okay because it'll all work out in the end because this is, you know, divine manifestation, mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff, which when that happens, it's just like people don't know how to process their own wants and needs and then how to mm -hmm. self-regulate when those wants and needs aren't met and to be able to articulate your yes. needs so that when it's not met, you can find another way to meet it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. We're talking about spiritual autonomy mm -hmm. and spiritual uh, resilience. Cause, and, and just like, just like in general autonomy, like, and this is not, it's this very interesting thing of where like, you know, we all have to carry our own things, but like, that doesn't mean that we are alone. And I think that's really what it comes down to when we, with, I mean, Western culture in general has enshrined monogamy and mm. marriage as what's wrong with you if you're not married right. by X Right, the value? Yeah, you have And I'm 10 years out of that value. And let me tell you, I'm still fine. I'm still here. Actually, I would say you're more than fine. You, listen, <laughs> sexy as hell. Thank you. Super, like literally getting into the most successful phase of your life right now. Thank you, my love. I mean, I don't, you don't need to thank me. This is just, I'm just stating facts here. <laughs> I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at what's on the board and saying, wow. I, yeah. She's winning. We're doing it. So yes. So that was what I had to bring up about Twin Flame. If you have the headspace, if you have, it is fascinating. It's also, so one of the people involved in it, the cool thing was they did realize that they had some sexuality issues that they hadn't addressed. And now they're living mm -hmm. this incredible life as someone who actually discovered in it that they're non-binary. So it was this really cool mm -hmm. experience. So good came out of it, but also it's just, it's a hard, hard thing. So <sighs> so there it is twin flame the next thing do you no. do you want to just jump into because people are talking on the side so we might as well go straight to it mm -hmm. take me out to the waters <laughs> hill song <laughs> hill song how dare you uh sorry that was, <coughs> i should have given that oh. activating warning hashtag hashtag march against hill song hashtag <laughs> hill song exposed um, so if you are new to the conversation, Hillsong is a giant conglomerate megachurch corporation that Correct. is super colonizing and, um, has a, it's super colonizing, no, has a history it. of abuse and cover up. And recently on discovery plus a documentary series has just hit it called uh, Hillsong, a megachurch exposed where people from, you know, former leadership positions who suffered abuse are actually telling their story about what actually is going on. Janice is not okay. on it. They're mostly covering what happened in Australia. Okay. And the not not to mention is like so the 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 it came out very recently, I think either yesterday or today, or maybe Wednesday. Um and Right after that, I mean, because Brian Houston's already like was already stepping down for a couple months because of some misconduct that happened, where he allegedly was drinking with some people while also taking anxiety pills, and ended up knocking on the door of a woman who was a different room that was not his, and going into the room for forty minutes, uh, 
you know, and that was just kind of not great, not weird. They don't really, no one really knows what happened. No one can account for those 40 minutes, you know? And so it's like, yikes. Um, And so because of his uh, breach of code of conduct, he was already probably going to be removed, but he like made a statement that he was stepping down at like 4 a.m. or some shit like that. Um, on the day that he was supposed to go before this like governance board situation. And so it's just like, oh, fuck. And then today, I have not watched the docuseries because I have to have brain space for that. And I usually stay in joy. Um, But I do plan on probably watching it like tomorrow morning uh, over some cereal, some coffee with like as an anthropologist. Oh, okay. Really in a good headspace, you know, not like not trying. I don't want to get a notebook in front of you. As an anthropologist. Yeah. Yes, I will. <laughs> Fascinating. That's, that's me. What is this music? Fascinating. As a music, because really you did mm. study like music at a very high level. So studying what's happening with people, because it does go into mm-hmm. the uh, use of music as manipulation, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. Oh, yeah. It's super exciting to me. Um, so I... Um, so that's been happening. It's been kind of making a lot of headlines. The statements that they've been making are like really gross. It's just like, um, it's just wild to see it all falling apart in front of us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, we've been waiting for this for so long. And it's like, and it's one of those things where it's like, it, it was nothing that we did. Like there was like, there's not some activist organization out there like who's going after these things. It's these small, it's they're telling on themselves. And now Discovery said, oh, we can make a buck off of this. Yeah. I just want to know, I'm just like, were they implanted? Were there like people who are on like in like as journalists, were they part of the church? I need to watch it as well. We just need to watch it, obviously. Watch party. Uh, let's do a watch party if y'all want to get traumatized together. <laughs> I think it's interesting um, because we, I've been talking a lot about Hillsong uh, because we have a friend who came out of the system and I've been really fascinated to hear her experience. Uh, it is wow. Because as a pastor who had a really cool looking church building after we flipped it, uh, about every other month, some really good looking guy would come to my office. Sometimes they were Australian. Sometimes they were local. And they'd ask if they could rent mm-hmm. the space for a new community that was gathering and needed a space to rent on Sunday nights. And we would say, great, we just need to know like what space you are. And they wouldn't tell us. And every time we'd find out it was Hillsong. And we were like, yeah, so our community is completely affirming. And we actually, it's not that we need you mm-hmm. to be that, but we have a tough time. If you're going to post photos on your Instagram and whatnot, we're not taking down any of our gay content, like the flags and stuff we have. So I don't know how to tell you that. Also, like for us, if we know that you're Hillsong, we have like literally traumatized Hillsong people in our church. And so we can't really post pictures. Like when you're posting your pictures all over your Instagram, that's really mm-hmm. hard for people. <laughs> but every time they wouldn't tell us where they were from. Which I think is kind of because they want no exactly because they don't they know on some level oh this this is a Methodist church they're probably not going to be friendly to us because of our stances so we have to be sneaky we have to hide the truth and this is also what happens with all of these different kinds of mega churches across the board for example uh, let's talk about the church I used to go to Grace Midtown. 
And I'm fine naming names. You know why? Because they should have fucking acted better. Say so they went and planted a church in DC mm-hmm. uh, called Grace Capital City, and they rented out a Presbyterian church. Uh, that's a PCUSA church. And so I contacted the PCUSA church. I said, "Are you aware that this church is actively homophobic?" <gasps> did they get tossed? I was like, are you? Um, I didn't. Follow I bet up. they did. But it's one of those things where it's just like. And also, it's so wild. I'm just like, they have rainbows streaming from this Methodist church. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this is a very gay Methodist church. Or Pre- Presbyterian church, excuse me. So it's just, it just, it blows my ever, like, it, and that's what sucks. Yeah, because we have the big, um, cool, is that, old buildings and people want to use them, but they want to bring their, like, hip thing. But their hip thing is like a chocolate covered poo because it's not actually progressive when it comes down to how they deal with people. No. Or the fact that they make their pastors into these people who are uh, who are celebrities and then the quote i gave you was like carlin's rock star looks and this is like a journalist writing about him six-pack swooped hair designer wardrobe and all and his passionate preaching was complimented to the cold play for christ style music creating a nightclub like vibe at hillsong services yeah yeah so here is a and that's here's a person that we put on a pedestal told them they are God, and then it turns out they aren't able to meet those needs. and Or the standards. Or the standards, and every one of them falls. And that's the hard thing. And that's the hard thing about this Brian Houston thing because Brian Houston was the one setting the metrics and not living up to them. Setting the metrics, not living up to them. And then also, um, and we'll bring this up in our um, Q&A portion if we want to like transition into that we too. We can actually because it all kind of goes together this week. Yeah. Super heavy week, everyone. Hope you liked it. So this question came in from Noemi, and they'll introduce themselves. But not Sarah. <laughs> I'll watch it soon. Yeah. Oh no. Real quick, I want to pause it real quick to say a quick trigger warning. They're going to talk about uh, when uh, Brian Houston's father was, um, it basically came out they covered up for his uh, child abuse and sexual assault. Also, we missed their pronouns because we were screaming, she, they. Keep going. Hi, Kevin. Uh, This is Noemi. Uh, My pronouns are she, they. And thank you so much for watching uh, Hillsong Omega Church Exposed. I do have a question. I want to know what your reactions were or your what what your thoughts were um, on episode three when they're talking about Frank Houston and they're at the Royal Commission and they are interrogating or questioning Brian Houston about his dad and when he found out he had sexually abused minors. Um, trigger warning, sorry. Uh, what were your thoughts on the fact that when they asked him what he thought when he found out and he said, I had to navigate the fact that my dad was a homosexual. And then I had to think about the fact that he was a pedophile. Like those are two very different things. And we know that, that often even has equated the two. Um, but yeah. What was your reaction to that? Like, Oh, again, or yeah, I don't know. I, I was really frustrated um, because that's, again, further stigmatizing. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got. 
Bye. Noemi with a great question. Thank you, Noemi. Uh, and I love that we can do the video um, split now. What a great question. And even if you haven't watched the documentary, we can talk about this. Yeah. Um, whew, so where where to begin? Where to begin? I mean, specifically, I can't wait to get to that point so that I'm not like gonna have my blood boiling when I see mm-hmm. it. But this is all, but that is very interesting to me because that is, of course, that is like the standard line. Oh, homosexual. Okay. Oh, and the, but the thing is just like, oh, be, he was a, like, there's this un, like, he draws the correlation between his sexuality and his abuse of children. Right. He, and it, specifically the correlation, the, the unfounded, non existent correlation they're trying to draw between queer sexuality, specifically homosexuality and children when the majority the people who abuse um and again the trigger warning to talk about sexual assault real quick uh the people who sexually assault children the most are self-identifying straight cis men cis cis gender heterosexual men white Mm -hmm. and so it's like it's not, you know, it's not, you know, Uncle Kevin who wears the dress and paints his nails, okay? <laughs> who I would 100% it's, 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 prefer watch my small children. <laughs> Except that you hate kids. You don't I mean, hate kids. You just I don't hate kids. I'm just not. It's not even I have a tough time with them. It's just like I don't enjoy having to be the center of their entertainment. Right. You know, which is they need to be entertained. They want to be paid attention to. And I'm just like, I want you should pay attention to yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You want me to make you happy, and I can't do that. I want you to, you Look, know. Look, and Kevin is um, my favorite. I think there, there, yeah. we have to have some acknowledgement where this came from biblically. So it's a mistranslation of a word. So oftentimes a word that uh, – or the concept, really. So within biblical narrative – and there's great writings on this. Particularly, I want to point out the work of Pete Holmes around this um, – this idea of um, sexuality that is considered problematic within the Bible is often about power. So a lot mm-hmm. of same gender sexual situations were an incredibly powerful man taking power over often a young mm-hmm. boy. So do you see where that became mm-hmm. the the thing that we paired? So that was considered wrong mm-hmm. because it's wrong. <laughs> power mm-hmm. is the problem. May I also- Go ahead. Power is the problem. The other problem was too, um, the uh, what would happen a lot of times when uh, Babylonian and or Roman soldiers would conquer things, they right. would often sexually assault, uh, sexually assault their uh, captives. Because penetration you know, was dominance and overall power. And the person being pen- – mm-hmm. anyway, all that to say there has become this pairing of homosexuality and pedophilia that is – absolutely not only wrong on so many levels like intellectually it's historically incorrect historically incorrect and data incorrect and for me who is a science nerd it is it is wrong for us to say those are anywhere near the same un yeah less we're talking about people who have had to oppress their sexuality which then they often act out in incredibly harmful ways mm. And oftentimes, people who assault children were assaulted themselves Correct. as children. So, holding space. For it's us. like it's like the question. Yeah, the question. I mean, yeah, it's just the. It's not saying it makes it right. It's just it's it's data. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's like we have to like look at what's wrong with these. And the, the, you said it right there. It's like someone who has suppressed their sexuality or has some sort of trauma. 
And that's across the board. Yes, yes. If you are somebody, like, when you suppress who you are and what you need or desire, your desire will be met in an illegitimate way. Right. So you probably have a legitimate desire. Right. And if you can't express it or get it met, right. you will try to meet it in an illegitimate way. In a false. Point in case. Yes. Mm-hmm. In a in a way that yeah in a way that is uh, outside of what you probably say your integrity is. That's why so many people when they do crazy things like this, excuse me, not crazy when they do wrong things like this, they're like, oh, that's not me. I would never do it. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. It's not me. It's not. It's like, but it is you. Right. You did that. And you stepped outside of but, who you are. Right. So like, my friend who mm-hmm. is an amazing parent. What I love about the way that she parents is she says, "All oh, your behavior is outside of who I know you to be." Right. Mm-hmm. You really hurt your sister. I've always experienced you as a like as a loving sister. Do you want to tell me why you stepped mm-hmm. outside of who you normally are? And the kid is mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I you know." And I think it's it's helpful to say that to say like this is a yeah that may not be but it is part mm-hmm. of you. And so how do you return to the yeah. truer part of you? So if, mm-hmm. but when you've been forced to be this person, I want to say though, when you are forced into perfection, right? I want to say these two guys, uh, the Houston's, am I saying the right name correctly? Yeah. Uh, they were, why am I terrible at names? Do you find that really odd? I'm terrible at them. Uh, they are forced. They were not really in some ways. Yes, they're going to say, well, I couldn't handle all of this. Yeah, but as soon as you notice that you're being put on a pedestal, as soon as you notice your power and all, like that's when a healthy person goes, this feels weird. I need to think about stepping away from this. Like Brian Houston, I think, I hate to say this, but I don't hate to say this. I think he's creating a straw man by saying, I had to deal with the fact that my dad was a homosexual because what do evangelicals who hear this think? Oh, his dad was, a, of course he assaulted oh, boys. Uh, of course he assaulted boys. He was, you know, he has a disordered sexuality. It's a, med- it is a mental illness, right? Like, so he's, he's saying the sort of word that's going to like bring about people's reactions within them. No. Yeah. Cause they, they already have the script. Right ready to go and programmed into the culture. So I had to at first deal with the fact that my dad was not that my dad was harming small boys when I was the same age as these small boys. There's all kinds of pain and trauma. And I think Brian Houston has every right to say I was damaged by all of this, but we cannot deny the fact that he heard this and covered it up. I love my family. You know that I want to see my family every six months and it doesn't feel enough. The minute I discovered my parent, like if I were to discover something was going on like that, I would want to be part of the healing of the honesty of all of that. I would not cover it up because it doesn't work for my large non-denominational church. Like he covered Mm -hmm. that shit up. And I am not surprised Mm -hmm. that he started taking uh, anti-anxiety, anti-depression drugs. When you were covering that Mm -hmm. shit up, it doesn't go away, guys. None of this stuff goes away. The deeper you bury it, the further it pops up. You cannot do that. Mm -hmm. And so he's doing that. And then he acts out sexually. It makes sense. That's what happens when you had your sins, Mm y'all. Come on, somebody. And by that, I mean the things that keep you away from who you truly are. When you can't get your needs met, you go out and do illegitimate things. And like you literally become so duplicitous where you literally say, that's not me. What's up the dark? And so you just so. 
What's and also what is in the shadow shall be brought into the light. Yeah. And I feel I just as I listen to this, it would be so easy to be like, oh, this is easy. But we have actual humans. You and I are in deep relationship with people who this Mm -hmm. has harmed. Yeah. Truly fucked over. Yeah. And And it's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm hoping I'm just like, there's a big part of me. I'm just like, I really hope that this kind of like starts like in some ways the the kind of not even i don't even care about a reform in some ways but just like an exodus away from the church where people can actually just like start asking questions i wouldn't mind like a little like reprise of the hippie summer of love mm-hmm. where people can like maybe like get a little loose you know <laughs> <laughs> Because like, because that's what also I'm, I'm interested in doing is because like when the, as this gets more popular, and then by popular I mean as as people begin to wake up to their own wisdom, mm. to their own oh shit this is wrong mm. oh f- fuck I've been fooled yeah, uh, there's going to be an increase in our part of the internet. There's going to be an increase around this conversation even further like this do you think it will drive people to further uh bear down like i feel like i i find it really fascinating oh one of two ways yeah people will Mm -hmm. either walk away completely Mm -hmm. and wash their hands of it or they will double down yeah the doubling down is really fascinating uh to me like even as i was (laughs) i was listening to uh just the incredible interrogation of our new Supreme, soon to be Supreme Court Justice. And Ooh, the way she uh, listen, she needs to be a can, can we pivot real quick yes. to Katanji Brown Katanji Jackson? Katanji Brown Jackson. We'll say your name. The oh my God. The way she just like, I'm not gonna yell at them. No. I'm not gonna yell at I'm them. I'm above this. I'm not gonna yell. I'm not going to yell at them. I could just see it running across her forehead. I'm not going to She gonna could just see her daughter right behind her with one. Her daughter's eyebrow is like the, the her daughter looking at her so proud. Ugh. Mm-hmm. And I, this. My favorite thing, like. Go ahead, your favorite thing. Uh, my favorite moments were, um, were when like they would, hi, I'm Ted Cruz and I'm going to do this whole fucking diagram. It was so weird. And then I'm going to. And that leading up to this question, hey, do you do you agree with this book that there are racist babies? And uh, Katanji Brown is just like, um, to be truthful, I don't vet literature um, as a judge. I I I, I manage court cases. So I happen to be black. This has never come up for <laughs> this anything. Is so that I weird. Would do. Also, like, let's talk about like what's her face from the last Supreme Court. What was her name? Coney Barrett. Um, they asked her, do you play any instruments? I play piano. Do your children play piano? Oh, yes, they love. Do you play piano? And then this, we're going to talk about. Racist We're going babies. to like. Can I be Asian? That was a question. Racist babies. Can I be Asian? <laughs> Let's talk about your, um, you know, speaking of sexual assault, you know, it's like how you sentence sexual assault cases. And can you judge Catholics fairly? When does life begin? <laughs> it's just like. Meanwhile, with like literally someone who was accused of sexual assault, the questions were like, "How do you, how how's it going? How you feeling?" Yeah, <laughs> like what was so what was so um, wild to me as well was like 
the absolute like like they would just give all these superfluous things and then and then she would bring it to the topic uh, at hand and it was and she, we do not deserve black women's ability to put up with bullshit we don't deserve it we do not deserve it but my my favorite moment was Cory Booker uh his speech he gave where he said let's just admit that this is a powerful moment and i am not gonna let anyone take this from me and i thought okay and she had Mm -hmm. that one tear and i thought at least now because she has had as a as someone who has had to be in front of these awkward situations where you're getting you know you have to dance backwards bully you're getting bullied bully and it's true he he brought up uh oh and i'm gonna forget of course because i suck at names uh ginger rogers yes uh who said being with a man dancing with a man on stage is hard because you have to dance backwards and also in high heels and that's what it's like being a woman in the world mm-hmm. and i think i can admit to like many times i've had to be better and i've had to hold my emotions because I'm over emotional and because just because of the ovaries uh, and her ability to sit there and take it on for the rest of us, for those of us mm-hmm. and also layer on really racist questions like their race. They, those were actually race driven. Like I'm just like, can you stand up? You for, are... Can you stand up for this anti-racism book? I, I literally, I am a Supreme Court justice. I don't, I'm not a librarian. Like, like, <laughs> there is no reason. Like, why don't like, why don't you talk to me about like my philosophical, ask me about the way I sentence people, ask me about how I do these things, ask me about literally anything else. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's like, and also someone said this on Twitter, why don't we grill our president-elect right? as hard as we are grilling Katanji Brown Jackson. Yep. Why aren't we like the like that would be incredible to to really have like a, pre, a an almost sitting president really be grilled and have to be confirmed? Yes. Before before I'm we like, vote on them. I want to hear what they actually believe about these things. I want to hear, you know, because we are like right now guys, things that are happening in the world, we haven't talked about Ukraine this week. We have for the last couple of weeks. It is not in any way getting better. We're we're dealing yeah. with these things, and the president of the United States is traveling around the world dealing with Poland today. Uh, and and as much as things have changed since World War II, United States is still a player. There's still conversations happening. So us having someone who can't answer these questions, what are we doing? And yet the person who literally has the most experience ever, ever to enter into. The most qualified right. ever. And yet they're having to deal with these questions. So I am so proud of her and I, she is doing the emotional labor. I don't know. I wish we could figure out a way to send her something. <laughs> Girl, when you legalize weed across this nation, I will send to give her. you the fattest joint in the world. Um, also, I love that uh, someone pointed out uh, hold on. Megan pointed out, and I think this is a really great point. Uh, the book that Ted Cruz went after is now the best-selling book in the nation. <laughs> oh, blessed. Be. The anti-racist baby book literally was the top-selling book on Amazon yesterday. <laughs> 
Well, your whole ass is showing, is sir, and everybody is reacting. Also, what a great marketing technique. You're right, Em. <sighs> I really would like, listen, this is this is why I need to do something. This is why I think I should sometimes like still refer to myself as a Christian because enough Christians will say you're not a Christian, but like it's going to get me in the face of other people. It's just really good for the brand. So it's like. <laughs> you just want to start a controversy pays- so that people pay attention. Yeah, my British grandmother like, if I can used say, to say it's better for being looked at for making a scene than not to be looked at at all. And listen, I'm ready. I'm ready for my clothes. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah, I think. Also, just like like my hair is like serving. Today. Yeah, you look great. I feel like I look like like trash. I feel. I did not sleep well. Mm, I think you look just fine. Thank you, love. Um, so that's that. Can we can we just for a minute? Do we have any more uh, listener questions? I mean, we can, or we can pause there. Because I, I, I would love to get your response and the response of the audience to the "He Gets Us" campaign. Oh my God! Yes, it's everywhere. Okay. As I've been listening, or as I've been watching college basketball, I was watching with a group of friends last night. A lot of them grew up in evangelical settings. None of them are part of those anymore, but some are still part of the progressive church. And they're watching these commercials. Like, what is this commercial about? And at the end, it says, "He gets us." And my friend goes, "Is this a Jesus commercial?" Does Jesus have commercials now? Friends. Mm -hmm. It's um, 100 million Mm dollars to make ad campaigns about Jesus rather than giving 100 100 million dollars. Is it only, is it 100 million? I thought it was 100 million. Let me look at my notes. Okay, I have. Uh, oh, 100,000. Okay, that's better. Wait. I'm looking. No, through. no, no. I'm looking. No, it's 100 million. I'm pulling it up. You're right. 100 million. You're right. 100 million. I couldn't million write dollars. it down in the notes correctly because it sounds real crazy. 100 million dollars mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, for an ad campaign. I'm just like, what? 100 million dollars could make a lot of difference for a lot of people and a lot of places and a lot of things it's like i we could i mean you could fund we could totally uh, i'm like oh my god even if we had ten thousand dollars to like overhaul my sanctuary in the church but that tells me there's a hundred million dollars that people want to use to help with spreading the quote-unquote good news and this is how they're choosing to use it He's like us. It's like trying to like make Jesus hipper. So have you looked into mm-hmm. it at all? Um, I, I've only looked at certain ads and then I was just like, this is, this is bonkers. Like it's, it's wild. It's just, it's like, it does. I want to know what's going on in people's like, okay, what can we do that would like really be glorifying to Jesus? What did he tell us to do? He said, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, raise the dead, heal the sick. Uh, visit the prisoners, you know, stand up for the least of these, turn the other cheek. Okay. Let's billboards, commercials <laughs> with Jesus. So people can know that Jesus wants us to clothe the naked. And also there was one of them that said, Jesus welcomed the huddled masses. I'm just like. Then do it. I'm like, no. It's, it's like you're saying this about like, these like these wonderful Ukrainian people who need a place to go for sure. 
But what happened at the Texas border? You put babies in cages. You're still putting babies in cages. You're still, it's, that hasn't changed. That hasn't changed. I hate, I hate it here. <sighs> I hate it here. Um, I hate it here. Also, it's, uh, the person said that the goal of marketing shouldn't be just to get a bunch of people to show up. You're missing the point on the bigger piece of what we're called to do, and that is to build those relationships that lead people to Jesus. When is lead people to Jesus is always a weird thing to me. Like, if you want to be curious about Jesus, um, okay, that's great. I like that idea. Like, I I would really love. And this, I'm going to read this unitarian. sentence for you. We need to raise the level of respect for Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> the way that the way that my face just cracked just now. I just, <laughs> The level of Jesus is dead. Also, he doesn't care. And also, if Jesus is who Jesus is for many of us, Jesus didn't ask for respect. That was never. I don't. That was never the point of Jesus. It's like the opposite. <sighs> yeah, he's like. It's 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 just so stupid, and I. And they said Wish this company said the reason dollars. that they wanted to engage with it. Skeptics are more likely to be convinced their values line up with Jesus than with other religious figures like Muhammad or Buddha. <laughs> I don't. Jesus, think that's we true. believe, is a strong brand. <laughs> Jesus, we believe, is a strong brand. Fuck me. I mean, but like, it's honest. Just, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Let's circle it back. That's what we're dealing with with Hillsong. They figured out how to make Jesus a strong brand. Brand of music. Brand. Like, mm -hmm. even that they had all these famous people coming because it was a brand that people wanted to be associated with. But it's not the Jesus mm -hmm. that many of us have believed in historically. And I mean, like, from understanding as, like, an actual... Mm -hmm. person to follow whatever it may be but is this idea that jesus wanted to be a brand is just so different and yet and by different very i mean absolutely bonkers stupid and capitalistic capitalistic and american oh which i i mean i hate it here i listen I, oh god god where are you because apparently the absence of God will bring you comfort, baby. Oh, gosh. You know that song? No. It's one of my favorites. I'm... It's called The Absence of God by Rilo Kiley. Oh, Rilo Kiley. Okay. Um, also, unrelated, um, I did a podcast with Trip Fuller, and we literally talked for like an hour and a half. Oh, uh, you know what? Two of my best. He ones. also... Um, he also like ha got a new soundboard, and so he kept playing sounds during our conversation. So now, when I get some money, I'm gonna buy a soundboard um, for us. From it's the same one as him, and it looks so cute and easy. And then we're gonna have cute sound effects. <gasps> I believe in our. Yeah, we are gonna have so much fun partnering with Trip. Yeah. Hey, if you wanna buy us a new soundboard, send me five hundred dollars. <laughs> Is that how much the soundboard costs? Yes, the the one I want is the same one that um, Trip uses. It's professional. <laughs> um, I can put it. I can I can put an Amazon wish list up. 
Um, Your favorite aunt's Amazon yeah. wish list. Yeah, to really make make us into um, the podcast extravaganza. I think we have a we strong brand. I think we have a <laughs> strong brand. I think we have. Um, I like us. I I do too. I think what I'm going to do with my Friday night is I'm going to take myself to the movies um, and go see every everything everywhere all at once. <gasps> I've heard that's really good. Oh, I cannot wait. Um, I would also like to know what y'all are doing this weekend yeah. while me and Sarah do the customary wrap up. Here's our promotions. This is what we're getting into recently. Could you begin telling people what what are you, sell sell your wares, Sarah? Yeah, so uh, Rev Recovery is going to be April first, launching a Patreon and a Discord channel called the recovery room you can find us on patreon um but not until april 1st that's gonna be super fun been working with some really cool kids like the dirty rotten church kids as well as um phil helped us with that a little bit today as well so it's gonna be super fun and a place for people to gather um excited about that also uh i just had two clients graduate out of coaching for me so i have got Spots open. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah. So if you're interested in doing coaching from how do I get from this to that, I would love to help you. So whatever this is that you've been working on, how do we get to the next that? So this to that. Um, I'd love to help you with that. Um, I'd love to help you with that. <laughs> that might be my new line, getting from this to that. Uh, also, I think that's it. Listen to Rev Covery. Listen to your favorite aunts. Subscribe. Like. We appreciate you. Yes. Please like, <gasps> share, subscribe. Please leave us a rating both in Apple Podcast and in Spotify. You can leave ratings in Spotify. It's real quick. You just click the little button, click five stars. You don't even have to write anything. Just give us the stars. Also, we need to recognize that Shane, someone who is online and live almost every week, is having a birthday this week. And if someone who shows up, which is another option for you, and gives us um, just the – we just love having people with us. Uh, yeah. Also, we have 18 people on the stream today, which is like the most we've ever had. That's pretty cool. Middle of the day. We love it. Uh, so, Shane, happy birthday. Have a great birthday weekend. Enjoy some macaroni yeah. and cheese and brownies. That's awesome. Oh, God. I'm about to – listen. I'm about to DoorDash me some barbecue to me because uh, that's what Shane, I Shane, you just inspired – uh, blessed be. Kevin, what do you um, have to share? I would, I would like to say, um, if you haven't already, if you're looking, oh, the Crowded Table Atlanta, a one-day gathering, April 2nd. That's a Saturday. Tickets starting at 33 bucks. Uh, we've sold 45 tickets. So it's like actual people are going to be there. Um, speaking of Dirty Rotten Church Kids, Josh and Adrian <laughs> from Dirty Rotten Church Kids are going to be there. And many of the people who are in the chat right now are going to be there as well. So I'm like really fucking excited to meet a lot of my friends in real life. Um, you can go to the kevingarciacom slash events to get all of the details and get registered. Um, uh, that's the one thing. Uh, the other thing I'd like to say is, fuck, what was it? Oh, yeah. Send us your questions um, yes. to go to bit.ly, which is bit.ly slash your fave ants hotline. Um, that link is also in both me and Sarah's link trees on all of our yes. social media. Find it everywhere. Um, yeah. And if same thing with me, um, if you are interested in doing some coaching situation, like you're trying to create spiritual practices so you can finally get in touch with 
a sense of peace in your life for once because you lost all your spiritual practices when you left your spiritual home, holler at your girl. That's what I do. Um, I'd also love to invite you if you want to support uh, this show, my other show, A Tiny Revolution, or any other of the content I'm making out there. You can do so by joining The Crowded Table, which is a cool online community that I help curate. Um, think of it like Patreon, but like way more interactive. Um, We've got a great Discord channel. No, this is not a dig. This is like just a different thing. I know, and we're just starting like, Discord. Our little rev recovery community is so small that that's why we're starting on Patreon. We'll probably eventually, maybe we'll see. Yeah. We're starting on Patreon though. Yeah, start on Patreon. It's, it's an easy place to go. It's an easy place to start. And also Discord channel is actually really where the community is actually happening. It's just a different way of like organizing material. I think it's I think. genius. And yeah, so like, cause in there, like I'm putting my tarot course in there. I'm creating a small meditation <gasps> course that's gonna be just for the community. Love it. Um, so it's it's a way to like learn new spiritual practices, try new ideas on and do it with people who are on a similar journey to you. It's really, really fun. So again, go to thekevingarcia.com, uh, learn more, go to thecrowdedtable.mn.co. Uh, for that. And Links follow in the bio. both of us on all the social medias. I'm Rev Sir Heath. And you are um, I am the Kevin Garcia. That's correct. Um, and uh, that's it. Yeah, I think I think that's the whole dang thing. It's 502, which means it's officially the weekend on the East Coast. Have so much fun, my love. Yeah, what am I going to do? I'm going to go find a movie, maybe somebody to smooch the movie. Who can say? Who can say the night is young? The night is young and so are we. That's Amberlynn. Um, We love you. Uh, Drink water, take your meds, call your people, shake your ass, eat something delicious. Um, And, uh, you know, be on the lookout for maybe we'll do a little um, little watch party for the documentary so we can, again, get traumatized together. Uh.